okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. on Breaking Bad. Are you excited? I mean, Breaking Bad is just a story about uh, how how went from a lower middle class family to uh, leaving that family and starting a new one and then deciding who wants to make meth. Which is crazy because how started, that's his second life because before he was a fucking dentist in New York named Tim. It's quite, so it's like, quite yeah, the character arc. Yeah, he's he started off as a dentist, and he was like, "Nah, I got to get out of New York. Let me move to the to the Midwest and marry this lady who's just fucking batshit crazy at times and be poor." Yeah. And he's like, "Ah, next life. Get cancer. Get cancer. You know. Make meth. Living the dream, the American dream." Hmm. Well. That is one way to put it. Um, do you have a, is that your bad summary for this one? Yeah, we'll okay. go with that. <laughs> that uh, was that was yeah, the other before. Before I had ever watched Breaking Bad, I always used to see it because I used to watch Malcolm in the Middle when I was younger. A lot, just looking like this fucking Malcolm's dad making meth. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I did. <laughs> So, I had this written down to kind of review the bad summary thing, but I did kind of like form a little uh, uh, a quota for the episode, if you will, Okay. of like things we should hit, you know, because I feel, you know, this is from me sitting around kind of like observing these episodes like after the, after the fact, you know, and going, what do I like about this? What do I like about that? And I think if we... Put in a couple fixtures and, you know, and loose fixtures, you know, loose, a loose guideline, you know, because we can go off and do whatever we want and joke about penises or whatever the fuck. But that was the main goal anyway, was to joke about penises. I mean, yeah, Breaking Bad, that's just a slang for dick. I mean, the goal of Content Crisis, when you really break it down, is to joke about penises. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's in our contracts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean in, in our contract, we have to mention penis at least five times every podcast or else we don't get paid. I mean, we hit three already, yeah. so. Yeah, it'll be easy to hit the next two. Um, so anyway, I had this little explanation. I thought we were going to have a couple more people, possibly. Uh, but it's okay. It happens. Um, I'm looking at you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark. Can't believe you turned us down. Elon, come on. I was gonna, I was gonna buy a Tesla. No, I'm not. Brian Cranston. Fuck, bro. What are you doing, man? We were just texting the other day. Aaron Paul. Yeah, bitch. And a gun. No, let's not <laughs> lie. I didn't want any gun. I know her and Skylar are separate, but I just couldn't have dealt with that. <laughs> 
be like, why is your character such a bitch? I don't know. I'd kind of like to have the... Uh, <laughs> I kind of want the energy that Tuco brings. <laughs> For sure. I, when, not, not to jump off no, too no. far ahead, but like... I just... <laughs> see him in the episode, I always think about just his fucking... His, uh, his character in Training Day. Yeah. <laughs> we said it to you. You ever had your shit pushed in, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> he always plays that fucking just like psycho fucking Hispanic, psycho Mexican guy yeah. very well. Yeah, he does. Um, so anyway, I kind of so what I like to do is bad summary to start off, and then like a brief summary of you know the program. So. The bad summary, I kind of based on, uh, like, HBO Max's description of... This is where I got the idea. Because HBO Max's description of when we watched The Matrix was terrible. Uh, if you know the plot of The Matrix, you know, you know that <laughs> this summary does not quite capture it. Uh, it says, a computer hacker joins forces with rebel warriors to battle malevolent cyber, intelli- cyber intelligence. Now, like, kind of, but not really. I mean, you know, in a roundabout sort of way, that hits it. You know, but it makes... But you hear that description, you don't think Matrix. Right? At least, that's not what I... I don't know. That's how I felt about it. So, bad summary. I think we've done it in some previous episodes, so... I'm sorry if you've heard previous episodes and you're sitting here like, okay, I get it. Um, so my bad summary for for Breaking Bad Season 1 is uh, chemistry teacher reconnects with former student. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take it. Um, as far as uh, a real summary, uh, this is what I kind of wrote up. I did not... Um, I did not write in every last detail because it's just a brief summary. So, just so there's an idea of what happens. If you haven't watched the show in a while, uh, I'll give you a general idea of what's going on here in Season 1. And it's no more than just like a short paragraph here. So, Season 1 introduces the Walt and Jesse. Uh, Walt has cancer, a baby on the way, and a son with cerebral palsy. And he wants money to pay for treatment uh, and leave money for his family. His solution is to make and sell crystal meth with former uh, student Jesse. Jesse has his own set of problems, drug addiction, amongst other things. Uh, after a bumpy ride on their first cook, Walt is uh, drawn back in after his family convinces him to get cancer treatment. The problem with Walt cooking meth is, uh, other than it being illegal, is the fact that his brother Hank is a DEA agent. They need a new distributor to sell uh, after the death of Crazy 8. Uh, Tuco now becomes their biggest problem moving forward as he is insane. <laughs> fucking insane uh, I know that doesn't hit everything but in so many words it's the general idea of season one so uh, after that I kind of broke it into um, we can do character stuff uh, kind of keep up with the character development uh, who these people are as we go through these episodes I have, of course, have my uh, notable quotables um, and just our little plot pieces to, you know, crossroads or um, 
just updates on the plot as we mm. move through this. Uh, I did condense my notes quite a bit. It will not seem like it. Um, but I had 12 uh, front and back pages, and I condensed it to seven pages. Now, that may seem long, but I still have the other one here. So I like, I still both, got, I got, like, both 12, going on, 12 more pages. You know? So, really, in total, I got, like, 19, but a lot of it's mirrored. So, it's hard to condense, and we'll work through it, you know? Um, so, let's just hop in. You know, I, I won't ask you about your notes, because I have enough to go around. Absolutely, because <laughs> I don't have any notes, because they're all up here. Okay. Um, so, I have the Breaking Bad box set, which is a very fun thing to have. I love owning stuff. I can see special features, whatnot. So the two episodes they had commentary on for season one was episode one and episode six. Um, pretty much the two most important episodes of the season, I think you'd agree, yeah? Yeah. So just some of the facts. I'll just read, I'll spin them off real quick here. Let's um, not, you know, dwell too long. Um, the just some of the stuff from the commentary in the first episode. Uh, shot in a real Albuquerque high school. The high school scenes. Um, Dean Norris. <laughs> this is just a note of my own commentary. In the commentary, Dean Norris seems to be pretty much one with the character of Hank. <laughs> um, the. Uh, just a couple of fun facts about the shooting. Uh, when Walt's in an ambulance in that first in that pilot episode, uh-huh. they're not in a real like they're not driving down the road or anything. People are outside shaking the ambulance. So low budget. The, the theme is low budget in this first season. Here, I think they get more money as it goes along. Obviously, um, but that well, yeah, the, they started. I mean, they started making more meth. Yeah, all goes to the plots. Uh, mostly real DEA agents, uh, in that first bus scene. So that's cool. Um, the doctor scene where he tells him he has cancer is, uh, just, it's shot in somebody's house. And when you know, there's a couple of these facts, uh, like in episode six, there's a real funny one that we'll get to when we do that. But, uh, that, that's just shot in a house. And when you know that you watch it again you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely, that's a home. That's not a doctor's office. Huh. Um, R.J. Mitty uh, does have cer- cerebral palsy, but uh, not so bad that he uses crutches. Um, for the scene with uh, the fire trucks in the pilot episode, they only had two fire trucks, and uh, they used the catering truck and editing to make it look like there were uh, three trucks. Huh. Um. The bully making fun of Walter Jr. in the clothes store. Uh, he was a kid in Malcolm in the Middle at one point. Uh, apparently he was like... Not not like a feature. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Like just a, you know, side character. Oh. For, yeah. Like an episode. I was about to say, I'm like, wait, I'm like, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like Reese or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dewey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently you have to get sign-off... Uh, for like real tattoos to be shown on TV, it's like a copyright thing. They were talking about that because Emilio's tattoos were real, mm-hmm. and they had to get a sign off from the artist. So that's an interesting thing I did not know. Um, 
And looks like wait, that's interesting because that's like what they said, I'm just I'm not I'm not yeah that's just that, yeah. that's just interesting because it's like does does that mean does that would that technically mean that like my tattoo artist technically owns my arm? Not he owns the arm, but mm-hmm. like as far as like it being seen on a on a television show or whatever. I Apparently, don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. That's kind of. Maybe it's maybe it's just laws in certain states are that way. I, yeah, I don't know. That just seems kind of dumb because that's like. Yeah, I mean, I it's paid, your, I, you paid for it, so it's yeah, it's on like, your skin. It's kind of weird, but that's what he said. So, um, looks like Walt was sweaty when he was putting out the fire, um, which I guess is kind of the intended effect. But he they had to slather him with this like fireproof gel. Um, so it kind of adds to the scene, but like legally he had to be slathered in this stuff. So he looks all shiny when he's trying to like put out the fire outside the RV. And, um, crazy eight was only supposed to be one episode. He was supposed to be killed in the back of the RV, but they liked the character. And so brought him back, uh, for the other, obviously what you see him in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the fun stuff I got from. Episode one commentary. Uh, yeah. So we will row run over here. So episode one, we open up with the pants shot, right? Not to be a cunt right away. <laughs> here we go. But it doesn't make any sense, right? If the first thing you see is the pants falling down. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the RV, the pants hit the ground, and the RV runs over it. How the pants pass the RV? You, know you got a point. Yeah, you got a point. That that one since the first time I ever watched the show, I've thought about that. But, like, did did these pants get thrown forward? Yeah, somehow? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, did they throw? And yeah, Vince Gilligan was saying like they just. Threw the pants up in the air and shot that as many, like, just until they got it right. So, hmm. that's funny. But, yeah, that's, I've always thought about that, like, how's that make it? So, not to be a cunt right away, but. All my of, notes have, uh. Kind of being a cunt right away. My, my notes have letters. So, I got Q's next to quotes. I got P next to plot. I'll have a W or WJ, Walter and Jesse, dynamic. Uh, you know. Quote plot, quote plot, Walt, Walt character development. That's kind of what I'm working with here. Uh, Skylar, Jesse, uh, plot slash Walt. You know, it's kind of what I got. Oh, and C's, C's are when I'm being a cunt. I see you next Tuesday. <laughs> so, all right. So, if we get into uh, Walt. Right, we 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 meet Walt. He's uh, it's a day in the life. He takes you know he goes to school, takes Walter Junior. Walter Junior takes a bus home. He goes to his second job at a car wash. Uh, you know, asshole students at the car wash. It's a whole thing. He uh, he's on his way home. It's his fiftieth birthday. Uh, and uh, you know his glove compartment won't shut as he's uh-huh. as he's about to come home. And it's like the perfect encapsulation. Of his life. You know, nothing quite goes right for Walt. You know, it's always... Like, even later, 
after his birthday happens, you know, like he can't, like the hand job doesn't even go right. You know, birthday hand job. She's bidding on stuff and, you know, pauses and goes, yes. And they're both like looking at each other like, what? So, so, so Walt, Walt's kind of the guy that gets like pushed around a little bit, you know? He's also like things that like, if you notice, you know, they make him very much represented as a non-rememberable person. Yeah. So like just by like the the style like the color is he has he wears very beige colored clothing for the most part yeah. which is not a very just a recognizable color he just the uh, fucking vehicle he drives a Pontiac Aztec which is number one one of the fucking ugliest vehicles Pontiac ever put out because yeah. what the fuck the design yeah. team who was working on the front of the car and the design team who was working on the back of the car never spoke until production. <laughs> And they were yeah. like, uh, we'll make it work. Yeah. But it's a very forgettable car. You don't want to, like, it never just catches your eye like, oh my god, is that a Pontiac Aztec? Who, who drives that? He's like, oh. Mm. You just continue about your day. Yeah. So they, they represent him very well as being a non-rememberable person. Like, very just non, like, he just doesn't leave an impression. Yeah. And that's, I mean, think a good representation of how his life is as of episode one. Yeah. You can almost relate him to, um, fuck, what's our main character's name in American Beauty? Whatever character Kevin Spacey plays, you know. Honey, don't be weird. Okay, honey, I won't be weird. And then, you know, meeting the boss, like, uh, it's okay. I wouldn't remember me either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much that. Um, so, yeah, glove compartment won't shut, perfect encapsulation of his life, hand job doesn't go right, uh, really a good guy with all the right, you know, intentions, right? I yeah. Mean, you know, I mean, he even has good intentions when, uh, they first cook meth, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's just, he just wants to help his family out, he wants to leave him money, that's what it starts out as, you know, um. Oh, quote, real quick. I put it in late, and I meant to front load it. It doesn't matter. I like when Walter Jr. says that the veggie bacon, this smells like band-aids. This smells like band-aids. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I don't really understand the family dynamic here either. Yeah, it's a very... uh... So, Walt works two jobs. So and, th- and this is what I mean where nothing quite goes right in Walt's life. Nothing really makes sense. You know, everything's just kind of like he him getting the shit out of the stick all the time is really what they portray. And what I feel like this first season really is, is watching Walt turn it around. Like being tired of getting the shit out of the stick all the time. Watching that character turn around. Uh, but this family dynamic... You know, where you start... You got Walter Jr. He's in high school. Now, granted, he probably needs a little extra help having cerebral... Cerebral... <sighs> cerebral palsy. Um, and, you know, so, sure. But, at the same time, the kid's gone at school. And he, he's got Lewis, his friend. You know, like, he goes and hangs out with the friends. and gets in trouble, whatever. Um, he goes and does shit. So... 
I don't think there's really any reason for Skylar to be the stay-at-home mom. You know? Uh... You know, Skylar stays home and sells fucking antiques, I guess, on eBay. Whatever the fuck she sells. Like, you know, pots and shit. Whatever. Second job, she does nothing to help. On a budget. And yet, they have a pool. Pools aren't cheap. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but... To be fair, it could have been at the house when they moved into the house. Right, but that probably... Probably jacked the price a little bit, yeah. but and this coming from someone who did live in you know the South for a while. You I'll, did, yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of people in the South just have pools. They just literally have under like it's almost just about any house that you buy, it's about a seventy-five percent chance they're going to have a pool. Because because just a common thing, people just get pools, swim in, especially. I could I could see even be more, more of a thing, you know, in Arizona, where it's fucking Arizona and New Mexico, and that whole little region right there, Nevada. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot a lot of houses that like down in south have pools because like you could use them almost year round. Yeah. Versus you know like up here in Ohio, it's not that feasible to get an underground pool because you can only use it for about four months out of the year. Why most people just end up getting an above ground pool with that. That's true. I'm but just saying, pricey. A pricey. They could have sold the pool. Situate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, downsize or maybe, maybe. Or maybe not like, maybe like, yeah, we're not going to fill up the pool this year. It's a lot of water. Right. Um, just an, an interesting dynamic family wise that Skylar doesn't have some sort of job and. It's goofy. Maybe. Now, some of it might come from the fact that Walt is obviously very prideful, you know, as we come to learn when mm-hmm. people are offering to pay for his pain, uh, treatment and he's turning it down. And so you go kind of like, what? Well, you don't have to cook bath. Yeah, you, you have a perfect out. <laughs> this this old friend of yours is willing to pay for everything. And so it's a sense of pride. So I wonder if maybe at a certain point after Skylar had Walter Jr., Way back when, then maybe he was like, "No, oh, no, you're my wife. You stay home. I, I'll provide." You know, maybe that's why he gets a second job. And I don't know. Something to think about. That's fair. That's a fair point. Um. So then we have the. So Walt Walt approaches Jesse after going on this ride along. Uh, and seeing Jesse fall off a roof and all that kind of shit. By the yeah, way, while, like, while banging that one chick. Yeah. <laughs> not not to be a cunt again, but they drive right by the car that says with the with the license plate Captain Cook. And they're looking for Captain Cook. Yeah, and they didn't like No one put it together, and then when it's just walled out there in the car, he sneaks out and gets away in the car that says Captain Cook. And it's like, wow, dude. Don't you think that I don't know, still 2008, but don't you think it might pop up in a system somewhere? Like, you know, as far as like the police computer? I'm looking for Captain Cook. Oh, look, there's someone with a license plate that says Captain Cook. Yeah. Hmm. Coincidence? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, You would also think that Jesse would be smart and at that point change his fucking plates. Jesse, uh, as far as kind of introing him, I mean, he is, um, 
He's a character. The 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 areas where you find him, like his strength is what you would call like street smart, right? So it is funny that even then, like with the license plate, Captain Cook, and you go like, well. That doesn't seem very street smart. You know, as far as, like, mm-hmm. not getting caught by police cooking crystal meth. <laughs> if I can if I, if I can profile Jesse for a moment. Yeah, do it. So Jesse, his character, like, it reminds me of, and I maybe, I mean, it probably fits perfectly, but, like, of the white person who does crack meth, whatever, that also wants to be black. Him, yeah, both yeah. him That's and <laughs> him and you know, uh, uh, what's his what's his one fucking friend name? I'm I'm drawing what, a blank. Badger, Badger and uh, Skinny Pete, and Skinny Pete. Yeah, both of them also give that vibe just because like their mannerisms and stuff like that of you know the well Skinny well Skinny's he's something isn't he? Like, he has that little bit of a darker complexion. I don't know. He says essay when he's talking to Tuco. I don't know. He could have just been saying that just because, you know, trying to relate to Tuco. Maybe. Because they were, they spent time together in jail. Right. But regardless, like, like, they're, like, they're, uh, they're, his character is, like, reminds me exactly what, what happens if you go to, like, a fucking, a poor, run-down, like, white town that is, has a, now nowadays a fentanyl problem yeah so you know you go anywhere at the fucking ohio wherever the borders west virginia fucking zanesville any place like that you'll find people who are like jesse who literally act like jesse yeah <laughs> like okay that that's my profiling on him yeah so he talks to jesse about cooking meth they uh you know they kind of agree walt gets these Supplies and they're you know he brings he steals them from school, which turns out to be a problem a little later. Um, but so what I want to discuss here is kind of the Walt Jesse power dynamic. Like Walt has a power over him for now. If I remember right, he kind of uh, Jesse kind of steps up from it a little later. You know, you know as things progress, kind of stands up to Walt later, but I mean Walt discuss you know later dynamics now but at least right here you know walt is still it's like he's the adult like he still has that power of i'm the adult in the room mm-hmm. when he's talking to jesse um so treats jesse like a student right or, yeah just like a dumb kid <laughs> yeah um and so it's interesting that you know, because time after time here, in, at least in season one, it's, you know, this talking to Jesse, like talking down to him, you know, when Jesse's not doing, you know, what he wants and he does something wrong, he still talks to him like a fucking shithead, uh-huh. you know. So, anyway. So Walt gets out all the money he has in the world and he uh, gives it to Jesse, tells him to go buy an RV. Now, this has the probably best, well, second best quote of the episode here, where, uh, and the only time we say the name of the show, 
in a sentence. Not even quite the name of the show, just Breaking Bad, but... Um, the quote at the bank when he's asking him, like, why are you doing this? You know, and all that. And he's like, money, there you go. And Jesse goes, nah, come on, man. Some straight like you, giant stick up his ass. All of a sudden at age, what, 60, he's just going to break bad? When he said that, I was like, ah, he said it. He said it. He said it. How kind long of. did it take? What's the time stamp? Yeah. Yeah, he kind of said it. Only time the name of the show is mentioned. Um, but there's a lot of variables here. This, to me, there's a lot of crossroads in this in this show. Of like where it could have gone really, really bad for Walt. Oh yeah. He's being very reckless at this time. Now granted he's he's found out that he's dying. Uh-huh. Right? So what's it to him? It's like a, a very risky investment, kind of. You know, when he just gives this meth head. Granted, I don't know that he knows the extent of, you know, all of Jesse's issues uh-huh. just yet I mean, I mean he do- definitely doesn't he just knows the guy cooks meth he doesn't know he's kind of a junkie at the same time um but right here Walt just gives this guy his life savings basically right so is this $6,500 is what they said um and like, for all he knows, Jesse could just... Disappear. Run off. You know? And the other variable is, you know, uh, Hank, you know, when they're in the at the uh, bust, you know, and Walt's on the ride-along, he's talking about their CI, their confidential informant. So, Walt has no idea who that is. That could be fucking Jesse. That could go really wrong for Walt. Immediately, if Jesse... Was the CI? He, you know, he doesn't turn out to be. Actually, turns out to be Crazy Eight. Yeah, which is which is really crazy when you think. You look it, crazy. But yeah, I mean that's so. But yeah, just taking risks. He wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have taken obviously just just a day earlier, right? And uh, you know, like the confrontation in the store as well with the you know the kid making fun of Walter Junior. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have done any of that. Nope. Um, so, the beginnings of change in Walt, obviously. Uh, and a big crossroads in the show. Um, let's, and yeah, like the show just could have ended right there. <laughs> you know? Um, Alright, so then my next... So they, they get the RV. They go to the desert to cook. My next favorite quote of the show. My favorite quote of... When I say the show, I'm, I'm just, I just mean in the season because I, you know, gotta watch everything again before I start deciding things like that. My favorite quote, probably of this season though, is Jesse's up on top of the rocks looking around. And he goes, "Yeah, nothing but cows. Got some big cow house about two miles that way, but I don't see nobody." And Walt's like, "Cow house? <laughs> like, yeah, where they live, the cows." <laughs> uh, you know, Walt immediately he's like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck did I do? Um <laughs> Could have ended right there in the desert too, 
when Jesse goes and gets Crazy Eight, and Crazy Eight's ready to just shoot him. Like, I don't understand why villains are always like... I mean, it's plot. Plot gets on the trigger. Yeah, you know. Uh, <clears throat> but, just when... I mean, Crazy Eight just could have shot him right there in the desert when they come to buy, and Emilio recognizes Walt from the bust and all that. No. Anyway. Which is... Which is also really weird. If you think Crazy Eight is the CI, the confidential informant, right? And to think Walt would be DEA. I mean, I guess he has to cover if Emilio's like, because obviously Emilio doesn't know that Crazy Eight's the com- the, the confidential informant. The fact so. that he's the one who got Emilio in jail. Yeah. <clears throat> and so got- that is an interesting thought that, like, he was about to kill Walt just to cover even though he's seen Walt with DEA so he would have been willing to kill a cop yeah if he really was you know what Emilio thought he was but and so that's interesting because then like now you lose all your credibility as a confidential informant you just run around killing like fucking agents like what are you doing I'm playing the part man (laughs) gotta be credible right um yeah, that whole, and we're not going to go through every detail of every episode like this, but just going through episode one, mm-hmm. a little heavier, because it's very crucial, you know, being the pilot. You know, if this, like the opening to this episode where they're just driving around in the RV and, you know, you don't know what the fuck's happening, Walt's got a gas mask on, there's a guy, because you, you don't know Jesse yet, so there's just this guy in the, in the passenger seat, like, passed out. With the gas mask on too, and you're like, "What's going on with that?" There's bodies laying around the tr- in the back of the RV. You know, pants are flying off the RV. This scene's so intense that physics don't even matter. You know, if this if the opening scene to this pilot doesn't get like doesn't grab you, I don't think you have a pulse. No, <laughs> it's a very it's a very like what the fuck is going on? Now it, I gotta watch. It might be the best opening to a show ever. What's a better opening? I can think of a better opening. I mean, it's... It's almost like that kind of clickbait thing. Like, where, you know... I think this will probably be the promo to, you know, this episode, right? So, I mean, this is very meta right now. I'm discussing this being a promo. <laughs> right? But you put that little thing out there for people to grab. I want to watch that. And then... They watch it. Then they watch the boring shit to see the cool thing. Anyway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, basically, the whole beginning scene is... They they put these holes in the show that you're filling in. Like, you know, they do this with the first and second episode here. Um... So, because you're wondering the whole first episode, how do we get to this point? Because there's just this boring 50-year-old guy who teaches chemistry and works at a car wash and he's got cancer. And you're like, well, why, why is he going to wear a gas mask in his underwear in the desert? And, you know, seems so intense that the pants are going the wrong way. Like, What's going on with this? And then, you know, here we are. Finding out what's going on with it. You know, crazy drug dealers. You know, he fucking poisons them with phos- phosphine gas. You know, runs out of the trailer, gets shot out a little bit. He's fine. There's a, uh, a fire in the desert because Emilio 
<laughs> it's not very nice. He's came in there blowing cigarette smoke in his face in a lab. He's like, put it out. Flicks a cigarette out the window. Everything catches fire. He tries to put it out. Puts a mask on Jesse. Puts a mask on him. Drives away. Crashes it in the ditch. And then here we are where the intro left off. He's got a gun. What the fuck was he going to do with the gun if it yeah. was a bunch of cops? And I wrote that, like, this is just like the suburban guy in Walt coming out. Like, just the white guy has never done anything wrong kind of deal. Like, exactly how I would feel in the situation of, like, you know, the white guy that's never had any trouble with the law. It's just like, he hears sirens and immediately assumes, like, they know everything. <laughs> you know? He's sitting there with the gun and he's talking into the camera. Jesse has a camera. Who just carries around the video camera, by the way? Especially to a uh, an illegal meth lab. <laughs> right. Like Jesse, I mean, I guess maybe to that. I mean, I guess everybody didn't take videos on their phones yet. I mean, it was 2008, right. so there was videos on phones, but it was very, 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 very bad. awful. Yeah. Very bad. Like, very, very It's funny bad. to think you'd be walking around with just a video camera in your pocket. Um, but yeah, bitch and Walt comes out where he's just like, oh God, they know he's ready to shoot the cops. Then he's like, I'll try to kill myself. And that's a fucking crossroads (laughs) in the show. He just ends it right there. If you knew the, if you were shooting the pilot and like, for whatever reason, you just like found out they're like, oh yeah, they're definitely not picking it up. And this is only going to air once. It's just like, oh, we'll just like, you know, it just turns into a short film. And it's like, oh, well, this guy just shoots himself right there. Like, it works. But, of course, again, nothing in Walt's life goes right. And he can't get the, you know, thing to work. You just imagine that, like, scenario. And you find out, like, oh, it's not being fucking picked up. And then so you fucking have the main character blast himself. Yeah. And then... And it just becomes then, a short film at And that then point. the network comes back, like, they loved it. We need nine more episodes. And you're like... Well... <laughs> I kind of did this because you guys weren't going to pick it up. Well, I just killed my main character. Now it's like... I guess it just becomes more of a... Uh, kind of a drama. Where Skyler and Walter Jr. And obviously like Hank and, and Marie... Are all just kind of left to figure out how the... How, to get, how everyone gets by now. <laughs> It'd be such a boring It'd show. They'd just be arguing about Bill's... You have to move out of this house. I want to stay in my house. You know, just be a whole thing. And I just pictured you saying that in Skylar's voice too. Yeah. Fuck Skylar. I yeah. And you know what's fucked up? Fuck Skylar. You know what's fucked up though is she's like the more I'm looking back on it because you know the first time you watch the show, you think Walt's good the whole show. Yeah, even in that like and that's. That's the great writing of the show. It's the great concept of the show of just this guy is bending all the morals and and, and breaking them, really. Breaking bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, and you're always on his side. When really you look back at the show and you go, Skyler, despite Despite me hating her guts because she's a bitch, <laughs> is absolutely right the whole time. Like so about everything. So morally, 
And you can my, get my, into more old gray areas, but my my opinion of Skyler is they did a the Vince Gilligan did a great job <laughs> this first season of really pitching that Walt was the guy that you like. Walt is the guy you want to root for, uh-huh. and pitching Skyler as being the person that you just fucking hate because season one. Even going back and watching it now, after after already watching the series quite a few times, going back and watching season one, I just fucking hate Skylar in season one. She is fucking awful. Just like, oh, I fucking Marie. Oh, oh my fucking God. Marie makes me so angry. Oh, my fucking God. There's, there was only, in the first season, there was only ever one time when I was like, you know what, Marie? I agree with you. I like what you just said. But, like, most of the times she's talking, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, it's funny because Skylar, you think you don't like Skylar because she does something, right? You know, like, like, here we get into episode two here. You kind of get a little intro into who Skylar is. I mean, you kind of see her a little bit in the first episode, but you know, we're really branching out, looking at the other characters as we get into the next episode. And, you know, Jesse calls the house and is like, <laughs> poses as like an AT&T guy. Cause he's like, you gotta answer the phone, dude. Uh, of course, Skylar being the nosy bitch housewife. She is. Yeah, you know, she's got nothing but time but to look at all this shit. You know, it's really a wonder Walt goes so long without Skylar figuring out about any of this, you know? Because um, she's got nothing but time. But uh, she's pretty justified in being angry. <laughs> but uh, she researches Jesse, finds whatever the fuck is, is it called a My Shop page? Which... A my shout page, which obviously is supposed to be MySpace. Right. Um, <laughs> fucking yeah. <laughs> my shout. Then when he fucking pulled up the when she pulled up the page, I was like, Jesus Christ! Jeez, the hell is a milf? <laughs> what is a milf? Um, I, I was like, Yeah, this is definitely all 2008. Yeah. This reminded me of middle school. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, looks into that and. Fuck, I don't know where I was going with that now. But, uh... It just Skylar being annoying. Oh! Skylar did... Oh, that's right. Because it, it turns into... You know, later. After Walt saying... He sells me weed. And all that, right? And, you know, she goes... To confront Jesse. As he's trying to pull Emilio's body, body out, out of the, the RV. How she did not see it. <laughs> Such a fucking... Very blind. Apparently. And plus, that was such a fucking, as now in the year of 2022 that we have a word for it, that was such a fucking Karen thing to do. Like, enter the fucking property, open the gate, and walk in to someone else's property. And then, don't touch me. Get the fuck off my property. Yeah. Right now. Get the fuck off my property. Yeah, he's like, okay, not touching. Get, Get out. You gotta leave. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not leaving. My bro- my brother-in-law is a D-E-A agent. I'm like, I'm Skylar White, yo. <laughs> Skylar White, yo. my husband, yo. yo. 
I was like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> but, so she goes and does that. And you're like, yeah, I, I hate you. Right? A then, lot. I don't remember if it's later in the episode or if it's the next episode. I can't remember. I think it is the next episode. But they are talking about, you know, she she's trying to, you know, roundabout ask about, you know, smoking weed and, you know, how it made her, you know, like, Marie, do you remember how that made you feel? And then Marie... This is, this is when you learn Marie's a fucking bitch, too. Yeah, that Marie sucks more than Skyler. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's like, what did you do? You're smoking pot? And it's like, no, no one... No one said that. Said anything. No one said that. Where'd you get that from? Quit. And this that's women, too. Where they're like, oh, there's dots to connect. And it's like, there's no dots to connect. Sometimes, I'm literally just saying what I'm saying. Don't read between the lines. I wrote on them. There's no, nothing between the lines but space. That's it. But, yeah, woman thing. But that's when you find out Marie is even worse. Because then she goes and tells Hank, and that's a whole fucking thing. But like I said... You think you hate Skylar, and then Marie goes, and you're like, oh, man, I'm glad Marie's not Walt's wife, because this <laughs> show would be way more irritating. <laughs> Fucking Marie. Ah, Yeah. God damn. Um, She's just... So Walt's guilt falls him into school. It's another Walt line. Um, and then... So th- in this episode, what, what mainly happens in, ep- in episode two... Is uh, Crazy Eight survived, and like you know, like I was saying earlier, like Crazy Eight wasn't supposed to survive. They wrote it in because the guy, the actor that played Crazy Eight, was so good. They they just loved the character, and so they went with it. Um, which is always so interesting about shows that they are like most of the time they're writing the shit as it goes along. You know, mm-hmm. like they know the kind of the outline yeah. of where things are supposed to go, but the fact that they are. Still like, oh, and we'll write this in. Oh, oh, well, you know, that that's so fascinating to me because, like, especially a show like this that is so well done, the fact that they're writing it week to week, you know, stuff like Ozark. I mean, just... Well, wow. and then, like, and then, you know, you have, uh, you have, uh, what's, what's, what am I trying to say? You have uh, a chance to correct any, like, plot holes. Yeah. Like, in the same season, instead of, like, trying to correct, like, next season, you know. Like, the most notable one I can think of, I forget what season was in, but whichever one where after, not to jump, obviously, too far ahead, but uh, when Hank moves out of the house Walt. and is, or Walt, uh, moves out of the house and moves into his own apartment, he shows up with the pizza to, uh, to his old house for, you know, Skyler and Walt Jr., and as Skyler and uh, Walt get into an argument, he takes the pizza and he throws it up on the roof. And the whole pizza just flies up on the roof. And I guess apparently people in the area are talking about, like, so the pizza's not cut? Like, how was it a whole pizza inside the box and just flew up on the roof? And then uh, there's a lot of buzz online. And then, like, a couple episodes later in that same season, uh, it was in Jesse's, like, newer apartment. And they had a bunch of people over. And they were like, and I think it was, uh, what's his name, Skinny? Was like, hey, let's get, let's, uh, let's order some pizza from that place. You know, they, they give it to you and you get to cut your own pizza because it's cheaper that way. 
<laughs> try and fill in that little plot. <laughs> yeah. That's the most notable one I can think of. But yeah, I remember reading about that. Apparently, a lot of people were commenting, like, so the pizza wasn't cut? <laughs> Although, but to be fair, I have gotten some pizza that was cut that was that'd probably hold up like that. You gotta take the fucking your own pizza cutter to it over their lines because they just went, gant, gant, gant. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, this is a shit cut. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have this set of problems. Crazy Eights survived. They have to dispose of Emilio's bodies that no one knows. You know, we've all been there. Yeah. I was just there last body. week. Wow. It's recent, man. You wonder why Harley isn't here. You didn't try to. You didn't do it in your bathtub, right? Mm-hmm. No, smarter than that. I did it in his bathtub. <laughs> um, but you know, so they have to kill Crazy Eight, which you would kind of think if they found the right containers. Also, okay, there's the container situation of episode two. Not to dwell on things for too long, but. Don't you think you could... Like, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the solution that Walt thinks of of, you know, sawing Emilio in half and putting him in two containers it's a little gruesome from a practi- practical sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've already killed the guy. You're already going to dissolve him. What's cut him in half? What's cut him in half? Exactly. Come on, I said it better myself. The body's already going to be gone. It, it might scar you a little bit. So is, so is dissolving a so, body. So is dissolving him. And uh, what really scarred you was trying to dissolve him in the tub as he <laughs> splashes in the ceiling. That is incredible. Um. Oh, can you imagine how, uh, how traumatizing that would be? Just a fucking just torso that has a fucking dissolved gas. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> crazy. Um. But couldn't you, you know, if you don't want to saw anybody in half, in theory, couldn't you put, like, you know how Jesse was in the container in the store, which, of course, Jesse gets stuck in a container in the store, which is funny. But if you think about the way he's laying in there, don't you think you could go ahead and start the dissolving process? And slowly kind of fold him in there. Yeah, and then when, like, you know, room is created, you kind of... Fold him in there. Yeah. Just, yeah. You would think. But... Then you don't have the scene of falling yeah. through the ceiling. And... Which is great. Um, yeah. I wonder what they used for that scene. Yeah. yeah, they had, Pl- yeah. Plot twist. It was, it was a real body. That actor is missing. Where the hell is he? Uh-huh. What happened to that guy? I haven't heard from him since. I heard he got out of the acting game. Hmm. Too much. Got out of the life game. Nice. Uh, Sometimes that's the best option. <laughs> Crazy Eight gets the essentials. They're feeding him or whatever. Walt is sitting around trying to think of how he's going to kill him. He tries Jesse's weed. Uh, Jesse gets home. Very disappointed to find out Walt is smoking his weed. He's like, oh, Mr. White. He's like, wait, is that my weed? <laughs> well, make yourself at home, why don't you? It's like, well, yeah, whose weed did you think it was? You have, you think this guy is just like, I don't smoke Jesse's weed. I'm going to go out and buy, buy some weed. weed. This guy doesn't even know where to get weed. 
Like, duh. Fucking watching him try and roll up a joint. I don't even know how you would roll a joint, so I'm pretty fucking lame. And here I am talking about Breaking Bad. Um, God, you're just trying to break good. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to break even on my pills. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I just love how Jesse gets caught up on the coin flip. It's like, there's Walt's leaving. He's like, ah, I gotta go. He's like, we flipped a coin. We flipped a coin. Uh, and then, you know, in the doctor's office, the ultrasound, find out it's a girl. Very important to the plot. Uh, well, not that it's a girl. But this scene is very important to the plot. Because if it was a boy, he would have never made meth. Never made meth. Never made meth. Uh, the scene's very important to the plot, though, because uh, this is one... This is, again, another crossroads of, you know, hasn't told any of his family that he has cancer yet. Nope. Jesse doesn't know. No one in his life knows except him and the doctor. And she's saying, uh, you know, who's Jesse Pinkman? You know, asked him about that. And this is the, you'd think, oh, hey, maybe he's going to come clean here. You know? Oh, no. You know, it's... And again, because he smoked weed that day, and this is what I get to here later, um, but he kind of, it feels like he kind of justifies all of his lying because he sprinkles bits of truth into things. If that's fair. That's a good logic. I like it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't suggest it as a way to live your life. <laughs> but you're, just, you're telling the truth. Yeah, I guess. I didn't. He never said he was. He never said he wasn't cooking meth. He never said he never I didn't kill a guy. He's, he never said, "Hey, I'm not cooking crystal." I'm not cooking. He crystal. never said, "I'm not." I've not murdered anyone. He was also never asked either. So, like, if if you were never asked, and you know, you just don't say anything. It's not lying. He just didn't talk about it. It's true. So. So, and I mean, it'd be different if you know, Skyler was like, Walt. Are you cooking crystal? And he would have been like, "What? No, that's a lie. He's in the wrong." That's now. a lie. But if you never get past what, <laughs> <laughs> you know, later you could just be like, oh, "I just didn't hear you." Uh, Are you what? cooking crystal? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you cooking crystal? Do I? Yeah, Crystal from high school. I remember her. Yeah, she was. Yeah, no, I'm not fucking Crystal. Not fucking Crystal. (laughs) What are you talking about? As long as you beat around the bush. No, are you cooking Crystal? I would not cook Crystal. She's a person. That would be inhumane. I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. That's cannibalism. You said you bought some crystals. Great, honey. Okay, great. I gotta go. Like, I I'm, gotta I'm, go. I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be late for something. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go cook. I, I gotta. I gotta date, stuff. I gotta date with Crystal. I mean, books. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this and this is you know one of my favorite quotes of Walt. Of just like, can you crawl down out of my ass for once? Can you just crawl out of my ass? Um, yeah, and then, obviously, 
We covered it. <clears throat> Hate the Skylar Jesse interaction. Um, and then when Walt gets there to Jesse's house later, like, why'd you go and tell her I was selling you weed? Walt says, because somehow it seemed preferable to admitting that I cooked crystal meth and killed a man. <laughs> Got a good point. Point. Got a pretty good point. Um, so the ending to episode two is great because they're sitting there in the kitchen. And, you know, he's like, I did the thing. He's like, and by the way, why you got me running all over town looking for a plastic container when I got a perfectly good bathtub? And he's like, you did. And, you know, he's walking in the hall. Jesse's about to keep going. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. You see drops coming from the ceiling. And then just that. Perfect timing. Yeah. A little bit of plot timing. Yeah. There's some plot mixed in with them chemicals. Almost like it was meant to be. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Perfect chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta stop pausing. It's stupid. None of these jokes are gonna land. <laughs> um, and it's you know it's the callback to earlier in the episode where he's like, you know, he's talking to Jesse about because he's trying to justify. He's like, I don't want to kill. He, he, Walt doesn't want to kill a guy. You know, and so he's like, does he have homicidal tendencies? Can he be reasoned with? You know, like, and Jesse's like, well, he tried to kill us. So there's that. And then in the end of the episode where, you know, it falls to the ceiling. And then he goes, oh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I get a plastic container because, you know, hydrofluoric acid eats through metals, porcelain, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, and then he looks at him. He's like, so there's that. I'll have a good callback. Um... And so then season three. A uh, little bit of plot, a little bit of Walt examination here. Um, we open up on Walt and Jesse cleaning up the, uh, the f- <laughs> mess. Raspberry slushy version of, uh, yeah, it looks like of a, Emilio, yeah. uh, as Fair. Jesse puts it uh, here in a couple episodes. Um, and he's replaying this scene of him and Gretchen, which you find out it's Gretchen. You have no fucking clue who it is, <clears throat> you know. Uh, prior, and then you find out later. Oh, that's who that lady is in the flashback. Um, I'm not sure what he is in this scenario. If they're both just students alone in this uh, in this classroom, or if Walt is a professor at this point, I don't know what the hell's going on, and they don't really go into it. So I'm not I'm unsure. But if we uh, if we get into the scene here. They're breaking down what makes up a human. A human is blank percent this, blank percent that. And uh, they keep going through it. And it's really him, you know, because we're looking at a human, uh, you know, decomposed. You're literally like, just splattered. And, you know, we're looking at the bones. We're looking at, you know, like a jaw. We're looking at, you know, excuse me. A bunch of stuff that I can't see on myself. Right. That you shouldn't be able to see. Um, I'd like to make a little point out to like on that flashback. Yeah. That one thing I noticed was that they gave him. They had him. I'm. I assume they had him grow his hair out. That was actual hair, but they likely they gave him the same hairstyle as what Tim Watley had in Seinfeld when he first got introduced to the series. I just like I noticed like when I went to that when I went to that flashback, I looked and I was like, yeah, that's fucking Tim. 
That's Tim Watley. It was right away. Yeah. And I was like, yep, it's all starting to make sense now. It's all tied together. It's all making sense now. Um, Fuck is Seinfeld at? So this is him really reasoning with the morality of what he's just done here. And it kind of concludes the end of the episode and we'll get there. Um, But yeah, as he's faced with the, you know, literally looking at the makeup of this human being, you know, he's going through all this and... uh, this episode is entirely about Walt stepping over that next line of morality. He eventually has to murder Crazy Eight. Um, all episode long, you know, Crazy Eight telling him he can't kill him. This line of work doesn't suit you, is what Crazy Eight says a couple times. Uh, Walt resents it. You can kind of see it in Walt's face where Walt's well, like. <laughs> You don't fucking know me. Yeah, well, yeah, it's you don't know me, but he also, there's kind of that thing of, like, he doesn't like that he's kind of right, you know? And, you know, and again, Walt is, you know, gone from this place of people telling him what he is, what he can do, what he can't do, and, you know, this is him in the worst way, you know, stepping through that, you know, turning his life around. In the worst way. In the worst way. Um, but yet we love it. Eventually the threat by Crazy A, because he's got the shard of plate. You know. He said, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't why are you doing this? Um, yeah. Definitely the guy who played Crazy A, definitely. He sold that part. Mm-hmm. He sold that part. Yeah, I can I can see why they were like, "No, nah, you got to stay a couple more episodes." Yeah, we'll, 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 we got you. Come more episodes. We'll give you a couple, little little couple extra pennies. Oh yeah. Uh oh yeah, and the Marie thing is in this episode. Is in episode three because here we are. Marie is even uh, nosier and bitchier than Skylar Walter Junior Pop thing. That's the note. <laughs> um. So and I I you know because we can't dwell on every. Last thing from every episode, I kind of shortened this one a little bit. But basically what happens is, Walt is bringing uh, Crazy Eight another sandwich on a plate. And, you know, he has one of his coughing fits at the bottom of the stairs, falls down, passes out, um, and, uh, you know, the plate breaks. Uh, I did watch it a couple times. I did not see Crazy Eight, like, grab a plate shard. So, however it worked, I don't know if one slid over there and he noticed it later. But I was thinking that I might be able to see, like, maybe him, like, grabbing it or something. I didn't see anything. Maybe well, something I missed. So, it looks... He stands up, but... He stands know. up, and he... He stands up, and you can see him kind of, like... Well, he look. grabs this. Because I watched it a couple times. Like, he grabs this, so he's never... He hasn't grabbed anything. But, but what he could have done, if it flew far enough... He could have took his foot and, like, dragged it to him. Right. I would just think it would be, like, the sound of that I would think you'd hear. Like, I thought it would be very obvious. May I mean, that might have been... Like, maybe he notices it later. That might have been what, uh... Like a shard close to him? What Vince Gilligan was going for was the idea of we don't know that he has that, you know, that plate. Right. To really sell us on the, like, oh, you know, he's just trying, you know, him and Walter are just bonding. And he's, you know, he's going to get out and, you know. And you believe it, really. Yeah. I mean, they sold that scene very well, yeah. Um, but, it's a little bit of plot, but 
also, if you know, real life for someone to you be mean like, plate? yeah, okay, plot, plate, plot, <coughs> plate, tomato, plot. tomato. Literally, it's literally plate plot. For someone to be like, let me play puzzle with this plate real quick, like. But that's just Walt, and I, you know, that's the that's the kind of guy they've taught you. Walt is is he's like, you know, he he's just got that mind where he thinks about everything, which is funny that in episode six, well, I won't jump ahead yet. Cause I would because I would have never thought to do never. that. never never. The crazy eight would have shanked me right in the Absolutely. face, and I'd be yep. done. Yep, dead, 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 dead. I'd be so dead. Dead. I probably would have been dead in the first episode. So. <laughs> We're going going a little callback to that. I was going to ask you, in the events that played in the first episode, is that enough to make you never want to cook meth again? Oh yeah. <laughs> to like just be like, you know what? We're going to be poor. I'm out. We're going to be poor. You guys are going to have to suffer. And then when Elliot and Gretchen offered to pay for treatment, I'm yep. going, yep, 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 yep. Yep. You are rich. I'm very poor. I have no pride. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Pay for it again. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Pay for it twice. Can I have some more money too? I really, no, I really have I, nothing. I'm, I have I'm, no pride. I have I'm no money. Literally a school teacher. I make it's 2008. So I'm pray. taking that job all the way. In fact, I, I will take the job. And can you still pay for the trip? I am a school teacher in 2008, so I make thirty-one thousand dollars a year. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I find so anyway. All of that happens. And Walt has the whole thought of, yes, let's put the play together, yada, yada, yada. I feel the change in Walt is really represented. Because he crosses a line. He's not all the way dark side, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like, this is fucking Star Wars. But you know what I mean. Good. He's not always, he's not all the way, uh, I wouldn't say he's a psychopath yet. But there's a, there's a change here. It's really. I feel like uh, what was really uh, representative of this fact was there's that scene when he comes down there. He, he's put the plate together. The piece is missing. He knows what's going on. He knows he's going to go down there and kill him. And he uh, he just opens the basement door, and it's just black. And you just see Walt's silhouette. You don't see his face or anything. The door just slowly creaks open, hits the wall. And it's just Walt standing there, just dark. And I just thought that was like, okay, that's you know, that's the change. Here we are. Walt's about to be a killer. Here we go. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, however, he still apologizes after he strangles him to death. Um, cunt note. Wouldn't you think Walt would have thought of a better way to kill Crazy Eight without getting that close and getting stabbed? Putting the foot up on the pole. He, I mean, he did a great job avoiding it there for a good, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. I mean, it might take a little longer to... You need a little average, I understand. You're trying to crush a windpipe. You know, we've all been there. Yeah. But I, my thought was, fuck, just expose this guy to some more phosphine gas and, you know, finish him off. You don't have to... You don't have to stab this guy or choke him or shoot him, whatever the fuck you're thinking of doing, you know? Or, like, you know, you could have, you know, he's he doesn't have much leverage to move with his neck being tied to a fucking support beam. 
you could just grab his fucking arm when it swings. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, you might. It might nick you in the arm or something. But then you have a chance to like fucking be able to grab his hand and maybe get him to release the fucking plate, and then. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I'm just gonna let him fucking swing and go in a fucking circle. Yeah. Until he. I don't wait till he's sleeping. You know. You try to choke him. I don't, I don't know. Or hit him in the head. I don't know. This seems like a weird thing to get hung up on. Like, I could have killed him better. I could have killed it's him like, better than you, Walt. Like, yeah, I'm not Just... sure if that's what we should be <laughs> proud of. Uh, so Walt calls off the next day, and of course the, you know, the kids watch a video on carbon, which is significant to the episode, you know, when they're talking about the makeup of humans and yada yada. And uh, he walks in the house. Skylar's crying because they had a whole conversation the previous night. And like, you know, wherever you're, wherever you're at, just stay there for the night or some shit like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, so he says, you know, Skylar, I have something I need to tell you. Episode ends right there. Obviously, he's like, I got cancer. Skylar's like, he's cheating on me. Yeah, cheating on you with cancer. Um. So, episode five, everybody figures out. Wait, episode five. I think I wrote that wrong. Uh, episode four. Episode yeah. four. Wow, that's weird. Still got a lot of notes. Um, so, yeah, oh, episode four, everyone finds out Wall has cancer. Sunday night cookout. Comparison of Walt and Jesse's Sunday nights here. <clears throat> you know, Walt's together with family. You know, they're kind of like having a little get-together. It's, you know, it's a happy... Whereas Jesse really doesn't have anybody. He's got these friends that are over at his house. But they're all going to leave if Jesse doesn't share Do drugs. Meth with them. Yeah. And so... That's my kind of crowd right there. <laughs> but really, you know, you're kind of looking at the comparison of the two people and... Jesse doesn't have anybody, you know? And, uh, you know, it's even kind of gone into a little bit uh, later here when he goes back to his house. Um, so anyway, Marie hooks them up, hooks Walt up with this, uh, the best, what was it? Uh, oncologist or some shit like that? No, I don't know if that makes sense. Whatever the cancer doctor was. Oncologist, yeah. Okay. Um... You know, apparently this real expensive guy. And, uh, you know, I said maybe season one's bad summary should have been that healthcare is too expensive. I think that's just... That's just a statement, yeah. It's a bad... I mean, it's a bad summary, but also kind of a good summary of the whole series. Because, like, if it wasn't for bad healthcare, he would have never... Never started making meth. If, yeah. if he had excellent healthcare, if he would have been... The episode would have been like, you got cancer. Like, okay. Well, good thing I have good health insurance and life insurance. Yes, it that's, is. That's it. Created by Vince Gilliam. That's the end of the fucking series. Like, you've never been like, oh, man, I got good health insurance. I should make meth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about that fucking car wash. I'm going to make some meth. Um, yeah, so we have... Uh, okay, so we're letting to Jesse's backstory a little bit. He's all strung out. He's paranoid. He thinks some uh, door-to-door... Uh, evangelists are, are these bad motorcycle dudes that are coming to kill him. 
We've all been there. Um, yeah, I was high on cocaine one time. PCP <laughs> and yeah. cocaine. Yep. Wow. So, you know. I'm on PCP right now. Oh, nice. He runs out the back door of his own house. The dude's just like, okay. You know, <laughs> it's just funny when you see the reality of what the situation is. Um, and he goes, you know, sneaks over to his parents' house. And so you're, you're let in a little bit. You know, he had he had all he needed, really, to succeed. And his little brother, Jake, is succeeding. You know. Um, all he really had to do was, you know, stay in the, in the, in the put in, put in lines. The, yeah, put in the effort. Yeah, stay in the lines. The rules, follow the parents' rules, you know. And he just can't do it. Um, Jesse's not a bad guy, but he's still the black sheep, you know. And you feel bad, but also not. I mean, the black sheep never wants to be the black sheep. But also you think, like, this is all you're doing. You know, I mean, if you're talking to Jesse, like, this is all, it's all you. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. How the fuck old is Jake supposed to be? I mean, he's supposed to be in, like, middle school. He looks eight. He does, yeah, he, he looks just looks young. like a, such a little kid, but I don't know. I guess when you're in middle school, like, you always think, like, everybody looks like, like, whatever age you are, you think, like, oh, we all look old, you know, and then you see the next, like, middle school class, you're like, wow, you look like little pipsqueaks, like, what's going on? So, I think that's just a perception of, you know, whatever class you're in or whatever. I, I don't, I don't know, you ever, you ever seen, like, pictures of, like, high schoolers from, like, the 90s and even the early 2000s, and then, like, you're like, God, these are fucking grown-ass adults, and you yeah. look at pictures of, like, high school, when you were in high school, and you're like, why the fuck do we look 12? And they, like, they, people in high school in the 90s and the 2000s had fucking full, they had your beards and freshmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Facial hair like you as a freshman and stuff like that. And then, like, you know. You get in high school and just like everyone, you're like, were we just, were we just children? <laughs> no. The fuck happened? What, are, what, are, what were they putting in their water? Because we need that. Or we don't. Maybe we're just aging slower. Maybe we're aging backwards. Benjamin Button. No, I'm definitely not aging backwards. You sure? Yeah. I don't know. You look about 12 right now. That's hot. All right. Maybe for... For a pedophile, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and here we are, another crossroads of the show. Walt swallows his pride, either takes the job at Elliot's company or lets Elliot and Gretchen pay for the treatment. He doesn't have to do any of this meth stuff, his family doesn't have to be broken up late. It's you know, we don't go as far as we do. So, anyway. Uh, Jesse tries to cook on his own. This doesn't go well. Um, Badger's funny, but... Um, you know, a little far for Jesse to throw the meth away. If we just talked about the, you know, some of the desert stuff going on. Um, he's just like, nah, it's for our customers. And then he proceeds to throw it out, in the, out on the ground. And Badger's like, I want to smoke that. It's like, alright, well if you're not going to sell it. You know, maybe I'm thinking like a... Yeah. Like a cheap ass here, because I am one. If I'm, I'm just thinking of like food, right? 
granted, meth's not food. But if Badger's gonna buy meth or smoke meth, whatever, you might as well just let him smoke the shit. You know, and then by the time you get the pure product, of course, that's what they get in a fight about. <clears throat> so that's a whole thing. Badger the whole time was just fucking... Ah. He was... He, he reminded me of the... Uh... You? No. Not me. <laughs> I feel like you could do that shit, though, where you're like, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, messing with shit. He reminded me of... Um... Of like whenever in school you had a group project and there was always that one kid in the group that did absolutely fucking nothing but play around. He reminded me of that kid. Yeah. That wasn't you? That was not me. Okay. I always did stuff. I was never the I was never the, the, the workhorse. But I did stuff. I contributed. And there was always that one that one kid that'd just be like, Huh, okay, yeah, you guys got it. Or like more famously the just the yeah. Yeah, you, yep, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Um. Yeah. Badger was definitely not head down, kid, but he was definitely fucking with all this shit, making everything harder. Um, all right. So, don't know, what did I say? Oh, I said I don't know who I think is, oh, I love when Jesse tells Badger that the bullet holes are for ventilation. That, that's all in that scene. Um, don't know who I think is right in the intervention scene. I just know I didn't like Skyler. <laughs> and I said, Hank is a gem of a character. I half expected him to, like, talk into the talking pillow. That would have been funny. He's like, all right, so Walt's like, no, Mike, it's not, Hank, it's not a microphone. I don't know. This is the scene that I referenced earlier where it's the one time in the whole season that I was like, I agree with you, Marie. I agree. So so watching this, this is the first time I've watched the first season in a while. Watching this first season after, after going through where, you know, had dealing with a parent who was, you know, diagnosed with, terminal cancer and I have a little bit of a different like perspective on it now like watching I'm just like like okay especially fucking Skyler I feel as if Skyler was being just 100% selfish because she was like well what about me what about me and I'm like yes okay I get it it absolutely it affects you that's your husband that's the father for your child and your unborn child but, like, at the end of the day, when Walt passes, you'll still be alive. You still have your life. Walt is the one who, who this cancer affects the absolute most. So, absolutely, this is where, you know, I agree with Marie, where it's like, let him make the decision what he wants to do. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's his battle 100% all the time. Well, and, like, it's like they're saying, like, they're, they're giving these time frames. And they're saying it can get a little better with treatment. But, like Walt's saying, at the end of the day, it's only a matter of time. Like, I'm going to die. Yeah. You know, even if they get this thing in remission, it's bad enough, it's inoperable. Like, he's going to die. And so, 
Like, Skylar can't see Pat. Like, he's like, I don't want to leave you with the debt. Like, you dumb bitch. Like, what, what aren't you seeing here? I don't want to leave you with the debt because it's going to be, this may extend my life maybe, maybe by a year. Right. Like, why, why would I want to throw us into that much debt to extend my life by a year? And also, even if, if my life gets extended by the year, the poorest quality of life. One of the, like, a very poor quality of life. Yeah. Like, and just like, in the in the show, um, with, uh, what is it? I mean, the, the next few episodes leading up towards the end of the season, they do a, they literally do a, a very good job of, of depicting what happens as side effects with chemo. Like, they do a very, like, all that, like, happens. It's not, it's not a fun, pretty process at all whatsoever. You're, you know, you're throwing up all the time. Stomach problems. The, you know, the peeing out blood because you have, you know, it's, it's affecting your, your bladder, your kidneys. The, the loss of hair, which I would like to point out that, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, from the, when he started uh, chemo at the, in that one episode. Yeah. Like, after that treatment, when I guess it went to like a couple of days later, or whatever, as like the few days went on, like they, it, it looked like yeah, they, they were, were they were slowly trimming his hair to make it look more a little more more thin until the episode. They were talking about in the episode six commentary where they were like, "Oh, we're gonna hack a little bit out of that." You know, they would hack a little more, hack a little more, and uh, actually in the season six, they were saying <clears throat> they had footage of. Uh, Walt shaving his head. They just they just filmed it, and it was, it was like he, Vince Gilligan was like, it was a great scene, like we loved it, but you know it's a show on TV after all, and so they just for time they just cut it, and so I think on the DVD there was the you, you did see you could see the footage of Walt. It wasn't the deleted scene of Walt just shaving his head. Yeah, that's that's something I noticed when I when I was watching. It was like his hair was getting thinner and thinner. I was like, yeah, I was like that's that's a nice little. Nice little touch, like you—you you have to really be watching for. Yeah, and <laughs> you had to be what? Granted, you might have noticed, this, you might not have. And now we're jumping in <laughs> episode six, but it's fine. Um, we'll just skip over this when we get to episode six. Um, in the scene where Hank questions him, um, about the lab equipment in episode mm-hmm. six, he and when he throws up. In the bathroom right before Walt or Hank questions him, um, it's a wig because he had already shaved his head. They went huh. back and shot some scenes, so wears a wig when he throws up, and then Hank questions him. He's got a wig on, but then like <laughs> apparently like different parts of the scene, like when they're actually in the area where uh, you know Hank's going through the list and everything when he's on the phone, that was shot and that is his real hair. But when he's in the classroom, Hank comes in and says, you know, she got an ass like an onion. Makes me want to cry. Makes me want to cry. <laughs> That's a wig. When they're in the closet, his hair. So, yeah. It's I'm interesting. Like, they're talking about in the commentary. I'd like to point out in that scene with the, um, well, when they're in the, the closet. And, you know, he's going through the inventory list. Okay. You can't, you don't really have an excuse for the missing masks. Yeah. But like the easiest excuse for the you know the, the, glass the glassware wear. is it broke. It broke. Yeah. 
Or like, it could literally just be like, I got into one of my really bad coughing fits and I fell. Like, and I took out some glass. I forgot, you know, I haven't updated my inventory yet. If you haven't heard, I have cancer. Yeah, I have cancer. <laughs> Dude, I would milk cancer so much if I had it. I'd just be like, y'all know if you heard I had cancer. It's like, yeah, why'd you rob that bank? I have cancer! Logic, I was like, All right, oh. why'd you shoot that person's dog? Like, I have cancer. All right, but you can't be stealing M&Ms from the store. I have cancer. But I thought I'm like that would be like the most easiest excuse. Like, yeah, I was. You spat my drink. I have cancer. I was in Sorry. here and I, you know, I got into a coffin fit. I fell and I took out some glasses. I haven't took them out of inventory yet. Yeah, my Again, bad. The, the That's gas, on me. The masks. I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to them. Some kids must have. Some uh, yeah. Must have snuck off with them and clapped across one day. I don't know. Must have left them out one day or something. Yeah. They're right there. Boom. So then all of a sudden, you, you don't have to worry about the, any of the beakers, any of the glassware, none of that like, being a question. But like, okay. Yeah. Seems, seems, seems you know, logistic. But going back to the intervention. Yes. Fuck Skyler. Fuck Skyler. Fuck Skyler. Because she is so fucking selfish in that intervention. And really to have an intervention for someone who's just... For the first time, really making, like, and as he says, like you know, it's the first time I feel like I'm making a choice. But my, you know, everything's been decided for me. I'm making a decision about my life, and then for her to go, well, we're having an intervention because you're not thinking right. It's like I think for the first time he's actually that he, he is actually thinking, and, that, and that's, you know, like he's just gone along with whatever. All that's what's crazy. So you're gonna you're gonna hold an intervention. Because you don't like the way someone's acting after they've been diagnosed with cancer. With not understanding the fact that they were just diagnosed with cancer. So they're probably going to be a little weird for a little bit. Because yeah. they're because they're trying to come to terms with, well, fuck, I'm going to die soon. Yeah. So, yeah, they're probably going to be... If you told me... To, if, if I got told today that I was diagnosed with cancer and I had maybe a year to live. Absolutely, I would act a little weird for the next couple of days. Or next couple days maybe next couple probably of weeks probably for the next year till yeah. I die of cancer at least no doubt yeah. for the next week I'm I'm gonna be pretty fucking weird cause I'm like okay I don't like I might act irrationally like, alright well fuck yeah it's it's very irrational to be like okay well this person's acting weird they should be their complete 100% normal self with cancer yeah you have to get treatment be rational be rational you have to get treatment yeah mm, yeah mm. yeah <sighs> fucking Skyler yeah. Shout out to Marie though, because she said that the part of the point of a fucking intervention is to tell them how you feel, yeah. and then Skyler telling gets, him what to do. <laughs> Skyler's telling him what to do, and then Marie's like, "Well, this is this is how I feel about it." Skyler's like, "How could you do this to me?" Yeah. I'm just telling him this is what about him. No, how could you come here and tell him that? I'm like Skyler, then fuck leave. You. <laughs> Skyler, fuck He's you. Like, maybe he wants to die like a man. She goes, I don't want him to die at all. He's going to die. It's like, well, are you not listening to the doctors? They're literally saying, like, He's going to die. Look, one way or another, He's going to die. This guy's going to die very soon. Yes. You're, all you're doing is extending. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's a, rough, it's a rough scene. Uh, very, I mean, it's very well executed. Scene. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Walter Jr., I'm not. That that's a hard dynamic too, because you're sitting there like, well, I don't know, I don't know anybody's plight with cerebral palsy, but 
I don't know. I didn't like the way that Walter, I mean, and granted, it's how Walter Jr. felt, you know, so whatever. But the way he's like, you're afraid of a little chemo? And, and like, I, don't, I just don't. <laughs> Maybe Walter Jr. gets it from his mom. I don't know where I'm going with this, really. It was just, it was a... Just a shit on Walter Jr. speech? Not a shit on Walter Jr. Cause, because cause he, I really like felt sh- how he felt. I enjoy shitting on him later on in the season. Or later on in the uh, the series. Because, yeah, he gets on my fucking nerves later on in the series. Only for, like, about, like, one season he was really on my fucking nerves. And then... Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just... He was, like, shit-talking his dad. You know? And with the whole, like... <laughs> I, I don't know if it was this episode or the previous episode where he's, like... He's thinking, like, I don't think I'm going to do the treatment. And he's like, well, why don't you just fucking die already? Why don't you just fucking like, die already? I was like, I was okay. like, okay. I was like, what? That's a little much. Why don't you fucking die already? And I'm like, God, Jesus. Damn, dude, fuck. So, I don't know. The way he's, like, shit-talking his dad. He's like, you know, you're afraid of a little chemo and all this shit. And it's like, all right. Well, hey, man. It... It's not, it's not a little chemo. It's a big chemo. It's a big chemo. <laughs> it's, it's a big chemo. Fucking big chemo. It's a fucking radioactive chemicals being dumped into your fucking bloodstream. Like not to like shit on a plight of cerebral palsy, but like isn't I'm guessing the chemo's a little worse. I haven't experienced either, and I don't want to speak anything into either of them. But like, just from the outside looking in, chemo. Yeah, it I seems would, I like the chemo would be way, worse. Yeah. You know. Ugh. Don't you fucking die already? Like, Jesus, dude. Um, yeah, like I said, half expected Hank to just talk into the talking pillow like a microphone. I don't know. I just just the way his character is. Uh, I wish I could do the loud finger and mouth whistle. And uh, me too. I don't. I just in the never... episode ending, it's fantastic. Want to cook? <laughs> like Jesse's kind of mad. Like. Kind of sitting there, what the fuck is this guy doing here, you know? You see it in his face, and he's just like, want to cook? It, man, it's such a great show. Um, Alright, so episode six, just some of the commentary facts. This is the other one they did commentary. We'll just roll through them real quick. Um, so when Walt uh, leaves the classroom in episode six to go throw up... Um, you know, he's teaching and he's like, we're talking about mercury fulminate? Fulminate? Fulminate mercury? How, whatever the fuck it was. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's talking about explosions, trying to teach him, and then he's like, okay, read on your own. And he walks out of the classroom and he's, you know, he goes and throws up. So the scene they show, uh, alright, so this is what they said in the commentary. Vince Gilligan said, they shot this, uh, Scene of him puking. They had had a shot of him puking. And he's basically like throwing up into the camera lens. And it was really graphic and all this. And they were going to use it. But then um, they decided like, it was a little too graphic. Like The network didn't tell him anything. But they were like, you know, this is a little gross. Let's opt for something else, right? So apparently. And you'll never watch this again. Like go home and watch it. You'll never watch this scene the same again. Excuse me. You know how he's like grabbing the side of the stall there and he's standing and throwing up? So they edited 
the sounds of him puking in there. Apparently, what that scene was originally, when he's grabbing the stall door and everything, is after the doctor tells him all the effects, like the side effects of what's going to happen to him when he starts getting treatment, the throwing up, the hair loss, all the shit, apparently they just cut right to him, and they deleted the scene, but they cut right to him masturbating. Yeah. What? <laughs> that was what he wrote originally. That's what he said in the commentary. Was that, you know, like, he, you know, he hears all this shit and then he's just like, uh, and he goes and he jerks off and then stall. And so, that's what. what? Yeah. Yeah, that was what he wrote in. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you the commentary. Yeah, we'll do it right after this, but. Yeah, so he's like, so you'll never watch it the same because it makes perfect sense. Who pukes? Standing up, right? Anyone that ever pukes is at least like, at least like bent down. Like you're not gonna puke standing straight up into the toilet, right? So they edit in the sounds, and but it's in. And you you'll see it, and you go like, oh yeah, that actually doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, that's oh yeah, I'll show you. It's great. That is. Uh, so you'll never see that scene again. Uh, it's it's obvious. Uh, to see it when you know, you know what it is. Uh, Jesse was going to be killed at the end of this season. Vince said his his idea was to I, get I remember, everybody connected to him. I remember hearing that. Off. I remember I remember reading that somewhere. Uh, the second time he threw, uh, we talked about the wig thing. Uh, Filming shaving his head, and then the other the last note from there was a uh, Tuco putting the cigarette out on his tongue was. Unscripted. <clears throat> Unscripted. God damn, this motherfucker's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so. Opening scene is awesome. Of episode six. You know, Walt's going, no more bloodshed. And then, you know, giving you the glimpse of, you know, later in the episode, everything's different. Head shaved. He's the one on the streets. He's saying, I don't want anything to do with the streets. No more bloodshed, any of this. Walt's the one. You know, bloody nose. Got a sack of money walking down the street. You don't know what the fuck just happened. I love the way they do these scenes. You ever notice, this is one of those shows that, like, I know I can't be the only one thinking, um, is, it seems so much longer than an hour. Like, there's, they pack so much in the 40, the 43 minutes of that show. Mm-hmm. That it seems like it's longer than an hour. So when you think back, like, oh, yeah, the, I remember this happened in this episode. And you're like, oh, wait, this happened in that episode, too. So, does, wait, God, there's so much. It is crazy because, you know, a lot of this shit, <clears throat> I I was like, oh, so much more happened in season one than I thought. Yeah. You know, because it's been a while. And I'm watching season one and I go, whoa, wait, Tuco already? Like, I just, I forgot how much happened, you know? For whatever reason, the way I remembered it was just like, oh, Walt has cancer. Oh, he tried to cook. Oh, Crazy 8. Oh, but, but like then I was like, oh. Shit. Shit. There's so Tuco much. already? Oh, fuck. You know? Did you, uh, did you catch in the uh, in the opening scene, or not the opening scene, but the, open, the first opening act where he's in the classroom teaching, he's talking about explosives, how that's kind of like a forward call to the end of the episode? Yeah, he's talking about the Mercury full... Min- Fulminate. I can't remember what the fuck it is. I'm probably saying it wrong. I sound like an idiot, but it's fine. Because I don't think it had an S in it. Fulminate Mercury, I think. Anyway. I'm sure we'll figure it out, maybe. Probably not. Are you going to be a, chemi- a uh, chemist? 
Yeah. Can I ask your teacher? Duh. Um, yeah, Fulmer Mercury. Yeah, they, they put that as the thing he's teaching about in the beginning, and then that's what he uses in the end of the episode to blow up Tuco's place, get, get his money. So, and as I said earlier, um, this is when I said, well, always towing the line. I feel like he justifies his lies by sprinkling in little bits of truth. Nature is indeed what he sees when they cook. That's what he's talking about in the group therapy session. He says, I like going on walks. I like to see the nature, you know, and of course they show the nature and then the RV smoking because they're making up meth. So I pulled up this episode on Netflix. Yeah. And because I, because the, the whole fucking bathroom scene now, does that, it had me perplexed. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So. I noticed that there, the when it cuts to the scene of, uh, like right before, like when he's kind of standing up, yeah, and it's like the full, like you can see the bit, the stall wall, and you see him standing there. If you look at the shadow, you can see <laughs> movements. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't like. You can see. That's what I said. You watch you, it close you can, enough. You can see. You can see the fucking hand movements. <laughs> you watch it close enough. It's like what? That doesn't make any sense. Why is he puking like that? And then. Yeah, you watch close enough, you see shadows. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, man. That is something. It is correct. That is, uh, I don't. <sighs> Straight from Vince Gilligan. I don't think. I don't think when I'm when I'm told I have cancer, my first reaction I'm gonna jerk off in the bathroom. No, no, no. It wasn't when he was told he has cancer. <clears throat> it was like the stress relief of like. I gotta do something. Because oh, oh, I still. He was telling him all the side effects of what's gonna happen with the chemo. Oh, with the chemo, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 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 when he went and masturbated after the the like the, the the treatment doctor, the oncologist, was like, "You're gonna lose your hair. Like, you know, the side effects could be, you know, appetite loss, hair loss, all that shit." Right. Yeah, I just so. I don't I don't know if that's my first reaction is to go to the bathroom. And well, jerk off. I mean, that might be why he deleted the scene. There's there's a lot of reasons I'll go into a public bathroom and jerk off, but talking about chemo is not one of them. Well, until you uh, you know, until you're there, I've been there. Well, yeah, but you personally, you know what I mean? Like no, you no, 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 I've I've been there jerking off in a public restroom, but like. I mean, I could see it. I mean, you know, I masturbated at the drop of a hat. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if something stresses me out, you know, like that, you know, some big shit, I might just, yeah, I might just panic. Oh, no, I have to masturbate. <laughs> drop your hat. Drop my hat. <laughs> this will be on our exclusive channel. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow... Anywho, um, <clears throat> Walt very uncomfortable in the Hank scene when he's being questioned. You know, he thought he thought of everything. He didn't. Walt's not used to being outsmarted. Not used to <clears throat> missing shortcomings to his own shortcomings, missteps, that kind of thing. Um, all right. So Jesse, so Skinny Pete, said, you know, because Walt's calling, Walt's telling Jesse he needs to grow a set of balls. Talk to a supplier like to go, you know, sell more. Um, Jesse's buddy Skinny Pete had a connection with Tuco when they were in jail. Um, and so they go to see Tuco. Skinny Pete's Jesse's in. Um, 
There's a couple things about the scene. Obviously, Tuco's fucking insane. Yeah. Beats the shit out of Jesse with that money bag when he's like, no, I don't, like, this isn't how the operation works. Cash for meth, you know? And he's, yeah, he's like, no, fucking, I'll sell, you know, I'll give you the money later. Which is fucked up, but it's also the drug trade, so. You think you would actually give him the money? No. 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 If Walt didn't come in there like a fucking psycho, yeah. Tuco would have just had free meth. Yeah. 100% profit. Yeah, I don't think Jesse would have ever seen any of that much. No. Not at all. Um, of course, the quote from Tuco. This kicks like a mule with his balls wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> uh, I really hope that in reality that, that line was improvised. <laughs> I, I really hope that that line was just improvised. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's a great line. It'd be a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just that whole scene, they said it so well. Um, I love how the safe is just kind of... Open. Just kind of open. Yeah. Whatever. Again here, he gets beat up with the money. You feel bad for Jesse, but a little not, you know? Because in the back of your head, you're like, well, you don't have to be here. You know? We've seen what your life could have been. But now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Oh, it's can't look at the past. It's twenty twenty two. Got me there. Um, Hugo gets arrested. He's, is he a necessary casualty? What would you have done there? Are you coming clean? Are you, are you doing? Are you doing something? Or you just gotta go? Hey, I, this is the. Some people gotta pay for my actions. Guess he just uh he was the unlucky winner. Necessary casualty. Even though he kind of helped me out in the bathroom multiple times. Yeah. Um, interesting how some of these uh, weed conversations age. You know, like the like weed now, like not that big a deal. They're all like really looking down on Hugo. How was there not a background check? He had weed in his car in his apartment. Who are you letting in this school? Yeah. A pothead? It's like, Jesus Christ, like, half the people I know are fucking potheads. It's like, me, what? Um, How dare you let those people in your house? Right. Um, skinny Pete quote. He's talking to Walt in the hospital. I was all like, damn, Tuco, chill, essay. I don't know what got into him. This is my commentary. Meth. <laughs> Meth got into him. <laughs> Is it too happy a coincidence that fulminated mercury was the lesson a few days ago in class? We all know what happens. Walt goes and blows up the place, gets the money for the meth, uses fulminated mercury. Oh, fulminated mercury! I wrote in the notes, so I said read a little farther down. You would have found it. Yeah, Um, (laughs) you'd have to start. That's just start highlighting stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yellow highlighter, yellow legal pad. It's not going to work. Um, so the car scene after the meeting with Tuco. Um, another character shift. He's taking another step. You know, that was a slightly homicidal move. You know, could have killed some people. Instead, he just showed he wasn't, you know, he showed he wasn't fucking around. But he's that primal scream in the car. Like a release of tension. And uh, Also, kind of 
kind of risky as well. Like bag of money, so risky. Bag of money in that car with the people that are around that building, like easily come up and be like, "Shit, let's get this white boy." But when you walk out of that building, you have the bloody nose, you have the bag of money, and people know you just you prevailed with whatever went on up there. You know, everybody, you know, and then you know, fire trucks are coming. Authorities will be there. You know, and so I think they all kind of know. All right, let's uh, <laughs> it's time to get out of here. You know, um, could you? <laughs> so one thing that I thought of was so when Jesse first went to go meet Tuco, you know, he opened up the fucking bag of of meth and he fucking crushed that rock. Mm-hmm. And you know, sniffed it and had Jesse snort it. Could you imagine when Walt got there if he did the same thing? <laughs> puts puts that rock on the table and said, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like if I'm Jesse, it's not only that I don't want to snort any meth because you know, <clears throat> it seems like Jesse's been kind of staying away from it and whatnot, but also I don't want to sniff meth off this knife that this psycho's holding like what if he just decides he's gonna stab me you know I don't know I, that's what make me more nervous and the meth part I'd be pretty nervous to snort meth I'm not, <laughs> not gonna lie but even less more nervous, nervous about the meth more nervous about the knife uh, probably equal parts about both <laughs> if I'm honest yeah the knife if you had to pick one knife. one over the other which would you do well, I think either scenario I still have to snort meth, so... Are you saying would I rather get stabbed in the nose or snort meth? Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I don't know, is it like heroin? Like one one hit and I'm gone, you know? So if you're weak-willed, probably. I mean, I don't know. I've never done anything more extensive. Hey, addiction's than... a disease. I've never done anything more strong-willed than... Or more, uh, anything above fucking weed. I haven't even done that, so I don't know. Maybe I'd just die. So <laughs> you've done anything, my system would just be shocked. I'd just die right on the spot. <laughs> Alright, so we begin episode seven. But anyway, that, no, and episode six. I think that's another shift in Walt. <clears throat> and, well, yeah, you it is, uh, that's where he uh, basically becomes Heisenberg. Yes. Um, and it continues because you, you see it continue in beginning of episode seven. They're at this meeting about, you know, meth equals, what, what the fuck did that sign say? Meth equals death or some shit like that? <laughs> that yeah. You know, they're talking at the school. They, you know, they're having, you know, one of these official meetings and all those meetings are fucking... Stupid. Just jerk off meetings at the, you know a certain point, but but you know the the the, the change in Walt you know continues. He's sitting there trying to finger Skyler in the meeting. I would like to point out a scene though. So like when they kept on panning to under the table, all he was doing was rubbing her leg. Well, I think we can only show so much on. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I mean, you could at least you could at least do like maybe like a you know make it like realistic like oh her, like his hand is a little bit like it just looks like he's just rubbing her thigh she's like oh my god that feels so yeah oh, i'm about to come from you rubbing my thigh 
I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a woman. I don't know how sensitive women thighs are. I, mean, I think it was implied, <clears throat> not to get too graphic here, that he was like, maybe, uh, kind of like through the underwear. Maybe. I mean, kind of doing stuff because, like, you know, you don't see like this part of his hand. So maybe, granted, I don't know about fingering with a pinky. Yeah, kind of weird, mean, but yeah, and the pinky's small too. So like, I mean, what do you what do you really doing with that? Plus, you don't have like full control over your pinky. I don't, like I'm, I said, I think there's, there's only so there much was, they can show. There were some plot in her panties. There was some plot in her <laughs> panties. Yeah, you're right. One of those plot vibrators. Panties was full of... Panties was wet with plot. Oh. oh. So hot. Oh, yeah. She hot, wasn't, wet she plot wasn't, She wasn't being a bitch then. Um, so... Would you, would you ever do that? No, I would do my best not to finger in public. Especially... <laughs> <laughs> you think about the viewpoint of all the other yeah, people. Yeah, like, there's a, ta- there's a table room. like, there's a table like this. Yeah, I mean, like, and, you know, they have, like, the tables double stacked, so, like, there are people far away, but still, you're gonna notice if <laughs> the lady across the table, you and, of course, it. Walt's making goofy faces, because he's like, oh, 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 yeah, oh. She, she's, she's all, all she's all, all like, she's all like, uh, <laughs> and like, alright, people are gonna see you, dude. Um, like, <laughs> and they're all, and then they're all looking, they're like, Walt, uh, what? And they're what? both like, <gasps> you know? So it's just kind of funny. And then Walt's got to walk out of there with a tent in his pants, you know? <laughs> anyway. Just a fuck in the back of his Pontiac Aztec. And then the fuck in the back of the Aztec. Next to the cop car. Next to the cop car. And then she's like, where did that come from? Why would it feel so good? And then Walt, because it was it's illegal. He likes to do bad stuff now. Walt's a bad guy now. Which is true. Everything that's fun is normally illegal. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so he goes and meets up with Jesse. Jesse is uh, stowed away in RV. He's trying to sell his house. Uh, another quote. I had two dudes turn to raspberry slushy and flush down my toilet. Can't even take a proper dump in there. And he tells Jesse he made the deal with Tuco. He's like, are you crazy? And then he tells him all the, excuse me, all the logistical problems of uh, why this was such a bad idea that he made this deal with Tuco. And uh, Walt's kind of like, oh, well, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. And, of course, so then the next scene, is, oh, I don't know if it's the next scene, but it's the next relevant scene in these notes. So that's where we're going. Is uh you know they're in <laughs> they're in a, in a, a dump dump a dump oh junkyard junkyard yeah junkyard I don't know the word was escaping me <laughs> it's like the dump for cars <laughs> <laughs> you know where cars go to die yeah which is what Walt is going to do a graveyard but not you know <laughs> kind of for like vehicles yeah I lost it um you know and he's like. They're talking about meeting places. He's like, this is so the non-criminal idea of where to do a drug deal. He's like, uh, like, well, where would you have done it? And he's like, I don't remember the name of the restaurant he was talking about. But he was like, Taco... Oh, Taco Cabeza. There we go. He's like, Taco Cabeza? It's like, hell, half the deals I've ever done were at Taco Cabeza. (laughs) He's like, no one gets shot. No one dies. He's like, or the mall. 
Like we go to the mall, we wait in the gap, look at the khakis. Oh, put the khakis down, time for the drug deal. And of course, first thing Tuco says when he comes up, hey, what are we doing way the hell out here? What, they closed the mall or something? <laughs> just the way Jesse looks at Walt after that. It's like he just got done telling him like how stupid he was, and Walt's kind of like, okay. He's like, yeah, see? Um, and this is quite the scene. And again, you know, Walt has changed. He's got balls now. Doesn't back down. He's short on product, and he's still like, man, give me the fucking money. Like, can you handle you know, four pounds? It's the hole. It's like, wow, man, you're doing yourself a hole. And you think he is. But he's got a solution. And this comes to probably the most memeable quote of the whole show. They're sitting in Jesse's kitchen, and he's like, what are you working on? And he's like, yeah, I got a plan. And he's talking about... You know, what he's going to do with methylene and all this. <laughs> Jesse, you know. Yeah, Mr. White! Yeah, science! <laughs> so, in that scene where the, when they're at the junkyard, when, the, when uh, the one of Tuco's, you know, men was, uh, what did he say? He said, uh... To remember who you're working he for. He said, remember who you're working which for. Which is the end of the episode, but yeah. Is that the end of the episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. And it's because it's crazy because that's how they end the season. Hmm. I thought that happened earlier in the episode. No, because it's how they end the episode because then if you remember, you know, spoilers, but when they come back in season two, you know, because they, they get in the car. Because they're just left standing there because they drive away, like two go-loads, beat up dude, into the, into the SUV and drives away and they're just kind of left standing there. End, right? And then when we open up on season two, you know, Walt and Jesse get, like, they drive away. The whole beat up thing happens. You know, they, they replay everything just so you remember, right? So they show him getting beat up again. Just remember who you're working for, all that shit. Loads him up in the SUV. Uh, SUV drives away. They sit in the car. They, you know, Walt does, like, the math. You know, just for inflation, you know, does all the mental math. And then uh, they start driving away. And then the SUV comes, you know, storming back. And, you know, stop! They're, like, head on. And, like, you know, they, they both, like, slam on the brakes, right? And then Tuco's like, you're smart, do something! Or, you know, whatever the fuck he says, you know, he's telling him, like, he's fucking dying. And, you know, Tuco's calling the guy a bitch. He's like, what, you can't take a fucking ass beating? <laughs> whatever the hell he was, you know. And so that's how season two begins. And then, and then, when I was watching season two, too, man. Uh, two, two? Anyway. Two, two. Two, um, when I was watching season two, I forgot, like, it's like within the first one, first or second episode of uh, season two that the whole Tuco kidnapping him thing happens. I was like, fuck, like, you know, you just, I, I was like, man, so much so soon. So much shit just happens so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, very, the, the memeable scene gives Jesse the pep talk, or, you know, yeah, Mr. White, he has science. And then Walt gives Jesse the pep talk. And now, see, like, Walt wasn't even, I don't think, sincere here. Um, you know, Walt is, you know, first of all, this is a, a speech he never would have given, you know, a few weeks ago. If you think of the timeline of all this, right? You know, this is probably like a month, month and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because the first episode takes place over three weeks. So, yeah, anyway. Um, right now, he's just manipulating Jesse. You know, he gives him this big pep talk because he's like, I want you to do what I want you to do. And, yeah, so just manipulation at this point. It's really the Heisenberg, you know, getting into the uh, psycho behavior, I guess, if you will, you know, as he's getting deeper and deeper into this other side of, of himself, right? Um, baby shower, Walter Jr. films boobs. It's funny. Uh, it's kind of funny. Hank knows immediately <laughs> that, that, that uh, Tierra, that, uh, uh, Marie gives Skylar is stolen. Like you can see it. Like you can see. Like you know, Skylar's like, um, she's like, oh, you shouldn't have bought this. It's so expensive. And you know, you tell him. Like obviously, hindsight is awesome. The 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 best advantage when you're going back and watching stuff. But you know, just the whole Marie going, oh no, no, no. Like it's literally what she's, she's like, <laughs> the dramatic like, no, no, no. And you can tell, like, Hank's, like, kind of squirming. He's like, oh, God, she fucking stole it. Like, you know, and we find out, you know, they go into it in season two. Like, Marie's got a, a, a stealing problem. Um, and that's when, you know, Hank's like, hey, uh, got anything stronger? And, you know, him and Walt go outside, have drinks, um, you know, and talk about, um, you know, the lines we draw with the law. You know, talking about prohibition back in the day and how, you know, we'd go to jail for drinking this stuff. You know, back in what, the 40s. When was prohibition? 30s? 20s. 20s? Okay. 20s. <clears throat> and so, that's just interesting. Because one of the best dynamics of the show is the fact that Walt is always dancing with the devil. His brother is a fucking DEA agent. And Hank is literally after him for most of the show and has no fucking idea. And in both cases, like, you know, Hank is Walt's devil and, you know, vice versa, you know, in each of their respective uh, situations, right? Um, so it's, it's just makes for great television. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, and then, whose side here on the Tiara argument? Tiara, how do you say that fucking word? Tiara, I think. Yeah. Tiara. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The Tiara argument. Like, if I'm Sky, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up my bitchy sister Marie. You know, when I get arrested. Or not arrested. When I get reprimanded in that store. Well, who got it for you? My sister Marie. Like, I'm <laughs> giving that bitch up immediately. Fuck that. Fuck her for putting me in this situation. Um, but what do you think there? I mean... You know, she's kind of not have done it, you know, as far as taking it back in the first place, you know, obviously Marie didn't think it'd be a problem. Like, what do you think there? I mean, I think she, I don't think she should have took it back, but she could have sold it because I mean, you take something back I and mean, he has a gamble whether or not if you're actually just going to get cash back or if they're going to be like, I need the card. Store credit. Maybe. Store credit or. Yeah. yeah. I would, I'd rather just, that's sell it online. She's already selling all the other shit online to sell it online too. That's true. I think that would have been the smarter way to do it. Yeah. You said you go back to the store, you're like, I'd like to return this. You're like, okay, well, we're going to... Say she did buy it. Okay, we're going to credit uh, 
$1,400 back to the uh, American Express. Click. Okay, great. Now I just got my sister $1,000. <laughs> now I gotta go try. Ask, ask her for $1,000. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think I can have that. It makes it worse it's a credit card, so it's not like you can go to the bank and pull money out. Yeah. She could have been working to pay that down for a couple months first. <laughs> now you got to take fucking five payments of thirty nine ninety nine from your sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, five easy payments. Five easy payments. Which thirty nine ninety nine times five definitely does not equal a thousand dollars. My math is way off, but uh, yeah, math was not my strong suit. Neither was chemistry, which is why I don't cook meth. Yet. Uh, but yeah, Skylar definitely uh, carried her way out of that. She said, "Out of that situation, <laughs> yeah, the hyperventilating." Like, I'm going to labor. I'm going to labor. <laughs> They're just like, whatever. We don't want any part of this. <laughs> uh, I just love when she's like this dingy back room. He's like, "This, this is my, my office." <laughs> And so then we come back to Walt. You know, Skylar's facing very, like, mild problems when we, you know, go over to Walt, who's breaking into this place and, you know, stealing shit. Um, I love when they're putting the masks on before they go in there. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, Jesse's like, oh, what is this? And he has the little masks, and he's like, he's like, this is all they had. He's like, if, and then the quote is, if this is all they had, you go to another store, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Just put them on. <laughs> they go through the fence. They go through the fence. They lock the guy in the porta potty. It is hilarious to me that between the two of them, neither of them thought to roll that fucking barrel. They're just fucking like scoot walking with the fucking carrying the goddamn like fifty five gallon barrel. Just ridiculous. Um And that, you know, just kinda Rolling through the rest of the episode. I mean, we know what happens in the end. We kind of talk about that. But stakes are just always so high in this show. Like the making meth in the basement of an open house. Just people, a fucking crazy situation. People walking around like... That fucking realtor's like... Just like... Kind of spraying shit. Just always smiling. That fucking realtor lady. That was great. Um... Yeah. Um, I just want to see the basement. You ain't seeing the and basement, a, bitch. She's occupied. It's not a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're just like, house not for sale. Makes everybody get out. That was fun. <laughs> Realtor's like, lost <sighs> a sale. It's like, well, maybe you kept your phone in your pocket. Whatever. Um, yeah, so then Walt comes home, she smells meth lab on him, and he's like, oh, it's the Indian herbs, because his excuse that weekend was sweat lodge. Now, my thing was, just, it's very suspicious that, you know, Skylar, it's almost stupid that Skylar would be like, oh yeah, I'll come with you, and then, that was the first thing I thought when he suggested the sweat lodge. You know, as he's trying to look for an excuse to just be gone. Yeah. And, you know, 
I, I don't know. I just thought that would have been the logic. You know, if they want more conflict. He's like, oh, uh, well, it's uh, one guest only. And, uh, uh, you know, him lie, watch him lie his way through that. Pro- I don't know. It didn't happen. But if she stays home, she's got nothing but time. You know what I mean? She's the stay-at-home person. This is kind of goofy to me. Must be nice. <clears throat> I know, right? Um, yeah. And then, you know, they're talking. She's she's all mad about the Marie situation. And Walt's kind of testing the waters. He's like, oh, what if it was me? She's like, what? He's like, you know, people do things for their family. What if it was me? You know, stealing. And she's... <sighs> fucking Skylar. Fucking Skylar. Fuck Skylar. She's like, she's like... She's like, you don't want to know. Okay. Then I was also kind of like, does that mean she's going to fuck him? Yeah, (laughs) it's like that's a very like not like was it a you don't want to know or was it you don't want to know? Like it seemed more of like a you don't want to know, like a sexual like yeah, like if I find out you're stealing, I'm going to fuck your brains out because that's hot (laughs) because that turns me on. I like it when you steal. It's not when my sister steals. It does not make you want to fuck my sister. You sure? Positive. Okay. Positive. Gotcha. Um, and then obviously Tuco Power Man beats the shit out of his guy. <laughs> Remember who you working for? Just that he's, whole he's, situation. He said you calling me stupid. He, so you're calling them stupid. He's like, hey. They know. They know who they're working for. I'm just telling them who they're working for. He's like, Tuco, let's, let's all... Just relax. Let's all relax. Oh, Heisenberg said Heisenberg relax. wants to relax. relax. I'm relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... Obviously, and then, and then showing yeah, power, right? Yeah, and then you have the moment like... Like, Walt goes like, kind of like walk towards him. He's going to try and intervene. And fucking the bigger bodyguard dude is like... <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> the fact that that big dude's like scared of Tuco. Like, that just shows how... <laughs> How fucking crazy like, too. I, like, I, I, I love that facial expression. He just stuck his hand. He's like, yeah, like no, like really no, <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. Yeah, good. And it, yeah, he's he sold that that facial expression because it wasn't like a like a like a, like a bodyguard. Like no, you you're not fucking going over there. It was like a I, no, I I'm scared. It's not for his. It's not for. It's like let's not. Let's not. Let's just hope they both explode or something. Because I I'm let's, uncomfortable. Let's let them handle that. We stay. If we stay over here, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're good over here. Over there is not good. Yeah. Good. Not good. good. Not good. You see the you see the difference. <laughs> we we're gonna stay here where it's good. I like it good. Um, and then just what a way to end the season. That's how they end it. Um. You hear whatever. I, there's a couple deleted scenes. Most of them kind of suck, but you hear about deleted scenes. Let's hear about some deleted seats then. <coughs> um, episodes one through three, this kind of sucks, but Walt gives a speech at his birthday party. He's counting days, hours, minutes, months, all that shit, right? Uh, you know, a very Walt smart person response. And then. Uh, they start hearing sirens outside and Hank and his boys just make an entrance. You know, they pull up to the house and DEA cars and sirens and shit. Hmm. And then, so, they just make an entrance after Walt gives the little speech adding up all the days, hours, minutes, seconds, yada yada, of being 50. Um, 
Uh, Walter Jr. This one's fucking dumb. The fact... Like, when you hear about some of the deleted scenes where they're talking about, like, Walt masturbating a scene, like... And then, you know, this deleted scene they put in there. Because, like, I know there's more deleted scenes. Like, I know there's better scenes. And then Walt Jr. just walks in the room, in the baby room, and he's like... He's like... Or what will be the baby room, I guess. You know, because Walt's taking his, like, plaques off the wall, the Nobel Prize thing. And he's like... He's like, can I help you, Dad? He's like, yeah, sure. You want to pull some nails? And then... Walt just kind of watches Walter Jr. pull a nail or two out of the wall. And that's the whole deleted scene. So it's terrible. It's like, you put that on the DVD? Um, and then there's the extended version of uh, Walt showing Jesse all the supplies he got uh, when they're, um, you know, when he, I mean, they just go into, you know, Walt didn't get enough supplies, like, as far as, like, the stuff they used to cook. You know, they only buy so much cold medicine. He's like, yeah, he's like, fucking, uh, you can get enough of this, you can get enough of this. And so, not real significant. They obviously cut that for time. It would have fit <clears throat> if they, you know, had the time, but. But they ran out of it. Yeah. Um, and then the episode four through six deleted scene. Is uh, it's just the, like the first one's just stupid. It's just uh, more Walton, uh, Skyler arriving at Elliot's party, and then uh, you know it, it's out in the desert with Jesse and Badger, uh, cooking. Like it's just more Badger outside the trailer fucking around with his arrows, and he shoots one in the air, and then Jesse's like Badger, and then he walks in, and then they never show the arrow come down, and so and it's just kind of it's all kind of bullshit. And then, um, thank you. Next episode. Suddenly it's seen. Yeah, here we are. Two deleted scenes for episode seven. And they're actually kind of funny. So it kind of sucks that they didn't stay in. Uh, but it's the realtor lady showing the house. And, uh, you know, the woman of the first couple that walks through. She opens a cabinet and it's dirty dishes in the cabinet and there's like food on the plates and she's just like, ugh. <laughs> and then the other one is when uh, Walt's giving Jesse the uh, the little pep talk there. Giving him the shopping list and, uh, you know, Walt does even a little further coercing than, you know, the pep talk that's shown. And, like puts his hands on his face and is like really talking him up. And... <laughs> So the realtor lady and, you know, another couple that she's walking through the house just walk in and see Walt with his hands on Jesse's face. And it's just like a still like, and, you know, <laughs> the realtor lady's like, <clears throat> this is, don't mind us. This is the owner and his uh, friend. <laughs> that's the, that's the deleted, that's the deleted scenes for episode seven. And that season one of Breaking Bad. More or less. I uh, hope we didn't miss too much. But, you know, what, did you want us you to talk about every fight. single minute of every single episode? I mean, did you want us to do every single episode? Why don't you tell us? Consecrazyhotlineyahoo.com You don't want to read dialogue? No, just, no I'm not just, just going to sit here and read dialogue. Contact no. Vince Gilligan and get a copy of the script for each one of the episodes and just read the script. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know that I want to 
I don't want to rate seasons. I don't know. Are you trying to rate seasons? I think we do an overall series rate when we get to the end and have our final closing comments of the series at the on the last episode. Which, yeah. how far apart are we doing this? The the, the the season drops. Oh, we're supposed to watch season two next week, buddy. You better okay. get on it. No, I'm just well, are we, are we watching like <laughs> half a season two? We'll so my plan on. was to watch season two. We kind of sit down. Do everything, and then like this was over two hours, right? So this this might, and this was just seven episodes. Yeah. I was thinking we sit down, record season two, and it can be broken up into episode one through seven. So when we record, that that's how I want to do my notes: is episodes one through seven, and then episodes eight through thirteen as we get further. So I mean, we don't have to sit down all at the same time and do it. Uh, I mean, we can try it with season two to see how it goes. Um, and uh, maybe we can get some extra bodies on the next podcast. Maybe we will we'll see. Maybe we won't have any call offs. <laughs> call offs, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard, you know. Harley's got a different schedule, and um, you know, Charles kind of has the baby thing and he's just he's just kind of out I guess I don't know doesn't really seem to he talks up having an interest of coming back but uh, I don't really know that it's there and I get it I mean you, he's got a baby so I mean we kind of knew this would happen he denied it every time we brought it up we were like we know you're going to leave once you have the baby and he was like no I'm not and we were like mm, yeah you are <laughs> I've known you for a long time, we and have, I kind of know you. We have high hopes to hope you back. Yeah, at least great. at least part time. Drop in to, for like a, a we could do a like a jerk, circle you know? jerk or since it's not a weekly circle jerk, and you're just circle jerks because we yeah. have, we've we've been kind of running kind of stretched thin. We haven't been able to get you know circle jerks in every single week, and you know by the time you actually hear in this episode, you will probably figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, wow. Life gets in the way, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just, we, just not possible, you know? Yeah, We're going to do I mean, what we can when we can. I'd love to I'd love to do more, like, you know, go see a movie, come back and react to it, as well as, you know, we're going to get something out every week. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, something will out be every out week. every week. I can guarantee you that. Sometimes Even if be... I'm just sitting here just talking into a mic. Sometimes we just we, listen you know, we to just, my boring ass voice. You know, we try and work on it now. If, you know, and this is why we do stuff ahead of time because yeah. you know, like you're gonna hear this. Uh, I believe the first Sunday of December. It's October twenty uh, first today. Yeah, it's still October. We haven't got past Halloween yet. Yeah, and we got some great stuff for Halloween. At least I'm hoping uh, in store for you uh, here soon. So. <clears throat> yeah, you're a first-time listener or viewer, and you just know, hey, there's some great Halloween stuff. So go back, you know, to October. We had, you know, the two Scream movies. We did, um, we did Nightmare on Elm Street, and we did, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino version of a slasher, the uh, Death Proof, Planet Terror. It was Jason and I. Jason and I also did a Halloween series overview where we talked about all... The Halloween, different timelines, remakes, everything. Kind of give you a brief overview of everything. Followed by, on Halloween, uh, we went and saw Halloween Ends. 
and we talked about that. So, I uh, gave you the first reaction, and again, I'd love to do more pods like that, uh, where we just come back and talk about a movie afterward, a recent thing. So, if you're listening um, to this, when this drops in December, and you are not a Christmas person, you're one of those people who like Halloween more than Christmas, go back and listen to our Halloween stuff. And if you're both, we'll have some Christmas stuff coming, too. Uh, we'll do a Christmas movie on Christmas, because... Sundays, when our pods come out, falls on Christmas, and then we're going to do a New Year's movie on New Year's. I thought we're, we're doing a New Year's movie. There's one called Diner, although it's gone from HBO Max, so we might be fucked on that one, so I might have to find a new New Year's movie, because we did one last year called Four Rooms. Let's do Die Hard for Well, Christmas. we're going to do Die Hard 2 on Christmas, because we did Die Hard last Christmas. Let's do the first Die Hard again. Yeah, that one I just yelled at Charles, because... He was like, yeah, I've seen... He's like, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'll die on that hill. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. If you haven't seen Die Hard, you should be beaten in the street. And Or don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, you should be beaten in the street. And I was like, well, I don't think it's that extreme, you know? I mean, Die Hard's just a movie, you know? It could be a Christmas movie. You can watch it on Christmas. You can watch it whenever you want. He's like, no, it's a Christmas movie. Then, Charles shows up late, falls asleep while the movie's on. Because I, I had to watch a movie full, full right. through, so we were watching it. Because I had never seen the movie full there. Yeah, so we started it because he was like, I'm coming. And so I was like, okay, you've seen it before, so fuck it. Dakota and I start, Dakota hasn't seen it. Start in. Charles comes over, falls asleep, wakes up. Charles is one of the worst people to wake up, by the way. We get in the office and, you know, we're about to start recording. And he's like, you know, I've never seen that movie. And I just kind of looked at him, and then I was like, you know what? Let's just start recording. And so, you know, you can, you can go back and see what happens on Christmas last year. Did you start uh, off with like, like, Charles, would you like to repeat what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just remember just when he's like, I don't think I've ever seen that one. He, like, he just heard the, the whole the room just went. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Time and time again. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? He was like, he was like, it's, it's, it's he was like, like he's, he was like, yeah, I, th- I think I seen, I think it was the second one I was thinking of. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see if we can get him in here for Die Hard 2. Uh, yeah. All right. Yes. All right. Let's we'll wrap this up. I, I want know. you to view us here on YouTube. What do you, uh, what do you write this podcast? Channel. I write this podcast zero out of 10. Fuck these guys. I hate these hosts. Shh. You hate him more than Skyler? Yeah. That fucking curly-headed fuck yeah. over there with the Foo Fighters shirt on? Fuck that guy. Fuck that curly-headed fuck. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. The other guy's fuck cool. Fuck that guy. The other guy's cool. No, he's not. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Uh, thank you for viewing. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Content Crisis YouTube channel. Uh, you can guess where you can get your podcasts. Uh, Content Crisis 1 on Twitter. Email us. ContentCrisisOnlineYahoo.com you know, fucking tell us what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, inquiries, what should we watch next, that kind of shit. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to keep making all the decisions, and uh, Dakota's just going to keep hating me, so. I, I'll, I'll hate him regardless, so it's okay. That's fair. Hey, yo. Thanks, guys.